you know, it's not always easy to like find that or like, or connect back to your younger self or what you were like your true self. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. um, but like, I don't know when you like, you know, do a little bit of the work and, you know, try to experiment and just kind of try different things that works and figure out what doesn't work. You know, you can, you like, I don't know, you get closer and closer to um, that, whatever that is, that thing that lights you up. And, you know, I, I think about that a lot. Like, what lights you up? What makes you feel alive? What makes you, like, I don't know, like, forget about, yeah, like, the worries, the money, the adulting stuff. That was artist and muralist Rejoy Armamento. Rejoy says that she's always been interested in art ever since she was a kid, but that it took her a while to reconnect with it in a serious way as an adult. As she got older, her attraction and affinity for it was stifled by feelings of ambivalence about whether being an artist was a realistic occupation. That was until she went to college in San Francisco, which she describes as a formative experience that reintroduced her to art. She says that she loves the sense of movement that comes with the energy of an active city, and it's that same energy that is present in her murals and in her art. Today, she's able to look back on her childhood and realize that she's always been the person that she knew she was. She's always been an artist. So here she is, Rejoy Armamento. Welcome to Chattermarks, a podcast of the Anchorage Museum. Dedicated to exploring Alaska's identity through the creative and critical thinking of ideas. Past, present, and future. My name is Cody Liska, and I'll be your host. I was going through your art, and the first thing that popped into my mind is, have you always been an artistic person? Yes, I have. Um, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you know, you've noticed as a kid and it's just, you know, as kids, you're like, I feel like it's easy to be creative, you know? And, um, I just remember like, you know, spending so much time on a science fair project, like making it look good and like making sure the font looks great and like spending so much time just like on the creative aspect of like, I don't know, a project as opposed to the actual information. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's really funny. And I feel like I, I didn't realize that I, I was an artist until later on until like I kind of started connecting the dots, like looking back at my, my childhood growing up. And um, so, yeah, it's just always been a part of me, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. That's great what you just said about a science fair project. I feel like that is such an organic way to realize that you are an artist because you're doing something that is that that is scientific, you know, that that you don't necessarily always need to worry about how it looks in the presentation. You need to worry about, you know, the data and all that stuff, but you were focused on things like the font. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And I, I was so focused on like, uh, and, and, you know, and as I'm, I'm about to explain this, like, uh, so my background is in like in graphic design. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, like when I was like, uh, trying to set up the, uh, presentation, I would, I was so focused on like how, like the information was presented and that how, like how people would perceive the information, you know, like, mm-hmm. like hierarchically, hierarchically, <laughs> uh, and, um, so yeah, uh, you know, I was just so, I think that's important, you know, like how information is presented, um, and, and you, then you put on layers with, you know, um, colors, you put on layers of composition and, you know, that conveys, um, a lot of information that people could readily receive and understand, uh, as opposed to something that's like, I don't know, like disorganized or something or yeah. Anyways, that's just me. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of that concept of edutainment. So, you know, you're, you're educating 
but at the same time you are entertaining. Exactly. Yeah. I, I really like that fusion. I, um, yeah, I, I just like making something that, that could attract people to the product or like, you know, a, a room, you know, make people feel something, you know? So I really love uh, being able to kind of like control visual elements in that way. So you mentioned the science fair project. Do you have any other examples of projects that you did or art that you did along the way where you were kind of fusing entertainment and education and maybe looking back now you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I was an artist for sure. Um, are you talking about like something from the, from like my childhood or just something like recently? Yeah, probably from your childhood. Hmm. Yeah, I, I actually remember making a magazine and like designing every single piece of it. Like I like the cover and like even designing like the little, um, articles in there and I was just like in fourth grade and I like I remember like color coordinating everything and and anyways I found this like I found this little magazine you know it was just like made by like eight and a half by eleven sheet of sheets of paper and I just like stapled it together you know mm -hmm. and um it was very well like illustrated and I like forgot that I made it and um you know I even like made like a fake ad in the back everything like <laughs> like I was the author I like interviewed myself like I was pretending to be like some other person yeah I don't know anyways I made this whole entire magazine like it's only like I don't know eight pages or ten pages or something for some school project and then um anyways I found this like in my you know my parents house like was visiting them and looking back I'm just like wow this is this is what I was like meant to do and I mm -hmm. I didn't know that for the longest time. Um, so yeah, I actually went to school and I was once a nursing major, you know, and then I started realizing more and more about myself, how like, how I kind of perceive information and like distill it in a visual way, like in a really like, I don't know, just like paying attention to how you can make a story with these visual elements and like, I realized that was like the thing that I really wanted to do, like helping people convey their stories in like, um, I don't know, in a really uh, compelling way. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, I had a similar experience when I was in college and I was back home and my mom was like cleaning out a cupboard or something like that. And she's like, Oh, Hey Cody, do you remember being published in this, this magazine when you were in elementary school? I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And she gave it to me and flipped to this story. I, it was like a fiction story, but it was a moment where I was like, Oh, it's always been there. Yeah. And that, that, that sounds very similar to what you're talking about with that magazine. Yeah, totally. And I, I'm glad you, brought that up that that part where you said it's always been there and I think just growing up like becoming an adult you just kind of like I don't know if you're kind of in tune with yourself you kind of like see I don't know almost like the through lines throughout your life just like oh wow that's that has never changed like you've always you know been doing this and this and um you know, you don't realize it till maybe like later on, you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess that was always there. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. Like, I don't know. Cause I, I mean, you know, you spend a long, a lot of your time, well, at least for me, I spent a lot of my like younger twenties, just like trying to figure out like what I was supposed to do in the world and all that stuff and figure out like, you know, just your kind of your purpose and all that. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of start experimenting with a lot of different things and, and start piecing those things together. And then, you know, eventually 
comes out <laughs> kind of so so i see it <laughs> yeah I, I think that that is is super interesting to be able to look back and find those through points and be like oh i've always been that person since i was like a child mm -hmm. yeah i think it's really cool to just I think it's really cool to continue following that curiosity. You know, I like, I'm so glad that I, I've like stuck to it. Like just making art, making it a point to like figure out what it is or what, what it, like how I can fuse design and art and all that stuff together. And my, and, and even my, you know, my, and my interests. You know, mm -hmm. and just learning how those all, how all those things tie together. I think it's um, I don't know, just like this whole alignment thing. Like I think that's it's so important to me, and I'm I'm so happy to like, yeah, just find that. Mm -hmm. What do you think draws you to art? Hmm. Man, so many things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say. I, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is what draws me to art is like it, I, I guess for me, I, okay. So I, th when I think of that, I think of like, like walking through some city and like discovering a huge, you know, mural on like the side of some building or an underpass or something. Mm -hmm. And just like, stopping in my tracks and just like gasping and just being like oh my gosh this is so beautiful and it just brings me to the, the present moment you know like being there and and this discovery you know and at the same time it like uh, helps me kind of forget like everything else it's just like i'm just so fixated on a certain piece um so it, it like it like helps me kind of forget like everything else like tunes everything out around me and then it also like depending on the piece it'll help me remember things about myself like whatever this piece is trying to tell me like mm -hmm. like oh my gosh like this reminds me of like my grandma or this reminds me of like an experience that you know that I forgot about that happened, you know, 10 years ago in whatever place, you know, and it, it, it just like kind of takes me there. Or I don't know, or sometimes like, it'll just, um, I don't know, make me think even. I, you could probably tell by now that I'm really analytical. So like, sometimes <laughs> I'll even step up really close to a piece and just kind of break down like and and try to understand like how they even made it just like un trying to uncover the layers just like like oh okay did they put like did they use the dark colors first or the you know the bright colors um so yeah I, that was a lot there's there's I guess there's just a lot of things <laughs> and when you're looking at a when you're looking at a piece and you're trying to kind of uncover, you know, which color was done first or second, is that possible to do? Or are you kind of creating this narrative for yourself? Oh, I never really thought of that. <laughs> that's a really good, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, it could be both, you know, it really could be both. Like I, you know, I, I could be, projecting a little bit too, you know, just like, oh, I, I definitely think they did for this first or, um, I don't know. I, I, and you know, it's like a time for me to learn about, like kind of apply what I see and what I learned from this person's piece and apply it to myself. Like I, I definitely like analyze because I, I am trying to like, kind of absorb a little bit of like that energy. I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, how do they do this? I want to try and like kind of do the same thing because it's really cool. Or even just like compositionally, just like, oh, cool. Like they, you know, they put so much more white space in this area. And I definitely want to try and like, you know, experiment with that in my work. 
You know, I read that you spent time in San Francisco for college, and that made an impression on you and your art. In what way do you feel like that influenced you? Um, yeah, living in San Francisco, um, you know, was very formative. Um, you know, it's just like my first time living outside of my hometown, outside of my family, you know, and it was definitely very formative. I, I remember like one of the key points for me, like I, I just love, okay, I, I love the energy of the city. I, it can be kind of crazy, but I just, I, I kind of, I really love like the sounds of like the streets and the, mm. the buses and the trains and, you know, people yelling in the street, people yelling at me on the street, <laughs> like mm-hmm. the weird smells, the, I don't know, just like, uh, there's so much stimulation going on, but, uh, I think what really was formative for me was like, I I remember uh, just taking the BART train, like going back and forth from like Oakland to San Francisco, um, just going across the bridge. And there's a part where like, if you're coming from San Francisco into Oakland, there's a part where it goes underground, you know? And so you're just, you, you know, you look out the window and it's just dark. It's just pitch dark, right? Um, And then, you know, like 15 minutes later, you emerge back up. And that is my favorite part because like once you get up, you know, uh, it's, you see like, I don't know, just random houses and random buildings and stuff. And I remember seeing like, you know, just like really messy, like, graffiti on the walls and then every now and then you'll see like a really cool like a person's face like somebody like spray painted something there Mm -hmm. and then it's just one after the other after the other just like uh you know graffiti and random street art on the walls and stuff Mm -hmm. and I just remember like being like oh man like I would really love to do something like that one day And, um, like, even when I was in high school, I would, like, you know, I was just very, you know, I'm just such a dreamy kid. And I would just, like, flip through, like, you know, some art magazines, like, uh, I don't know, there's Juxtapose, uh, there's, like, High Fructose, there's, like, I don't know, there's just random things that I would absorb. You know, a lot of them were, like, street artists, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and like more, more like urban atmosphere and it was always been a dream and then anyway so then I finally got to like live in San Francisco and got to like really see this like in person it was just it blew my mind and but I just never at the time I I actually didn't get into it at all like I didn't it, yeah so I'm kind of like just a late bloomer <laughs> I wonder if there's a parallel between the sounds and images of the city that you were just talking about, you know, that, that kind of hustle and bustle and the images that you portray in your murals. I think so. I think so. I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Cause, um, yeah, I, uh, I definitely love that sense of movement and that sense that energy, the energy of a city. Um, like with my pieces, I definitely like, I, I mean, they're sequential images or not sequential, sorry. They're, they're just one-off pieces. And, um, I, I don't have patience for sequential art, like animation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a lot for me. And so like, I love being able to convey that same kind of movement in one piece, you know, like whether it's drawing blobs floating around or like, you know, flowers and plants sort of like, like looks like they're waving and moving. I don't know, sometimes I'll even draw someone striking a pose or some dance move where they're kind of like, 
posing, but you can tell that they're like in motion, like they're like in between the two motions, you know? Mm -hmm. So. How did you get into designing murals? Um, you know, uh, it just started off as like, uh, so I don't know if you're familiar with ACW, the Anchorage Community Works used to be around. Mm -hmm. Um, there was just one day where I like wandered in there and yeah. And then I started getting to know the people that worked there and like go there frequently and stuff and started befriending a lot of the artists there. And then one day, one of my friends, uh, Will Kozloff, he was like, and he's really big on murals. He does like a lot of spray painting in town, really talented artist. And I totally look up to him, but he actually gave me my first wall. He was like, Hey, do you want to just paint a mural on this wall, this, this little piece? And, and it, it wasn't even a big one. It was like maybe eight feet by 10 or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, I'll just, I'll just do it just for fun. And then I did it. I sketched out a piece. Like I didn't plan it at all. It was literally like, I was just freestyling. I was just like, whatever comes to mind, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. And then from there, I just like, I don't know, like something just clicked in me. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Like I remember just putting on my headphones. I would like come in in the late hours, you know, like right after work or something. And I would just like work on it for hours and stuff and listen to my music, like get in the zone. And, you know, like I remember just uh, like when I started like painting it, I remember adding some things that were like not even a part of it, but just cause I was feeling it in the moment, I would be getting into like, I don't know, really, uh, really cool part of the song. And I'm just like totally like in my, uh, yeah, in my zone, in my flow, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and it's really, it's really meditative. It's like so meditative for me. And, um, you know, it made me feel so like, you know, peaceful. It made me feel like, I don't know, it, it's like a way to kind of like decompress, like forget about the stresses in my life, you know? Like I could just, just, have fun, like be in the present moment, just paint. And so, yeah, when I finished it, you know, I was just like, all right, I did it. Like, that was it. That, okay. I could do it. Um, I don't know. It took me so long. And um, I don't know. It's just one of those realizations where it's like, you know, why don't you just try it and see what happens? Like if you fail then okay, you fail, you can try again and maybe, you know, learn, like apply what you like, you know, learn and do it next time, do it better next time. You know, I really like what you, you just said about, you know, the mural and that feeling it gave you. And then that kind of ultimate thought of what took you so long. And I feel like it really connects back with what we were talking about earlier and you finding that magazine and realizing like, oh, I've always been this person. And, you know, as we get older, we kind of either drift farther away from that person that we were when we were younger, where we were genuinely interested in these things. And then, you know, the whole world gets a hold of you and maybe tells you that um, those things aren't important or, you know, you need to make money or whatever, right? But once you find that thing or rediscover it, you're like, oh my gosh, like I can't let this go. Totally. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I love that you mentioned that. Um, I, it, you know, it's not always easy to like find that or like, or connect back to your younger self or what you were like your true self. Right. Like, mm -hmm. um, but like, I don't know when you like, you know, do a little bit of the work and, you know, try to experiment and just kind of try different things that works and figure out what doesn't work. You know, you can, you like, I don't know, you get closer and closer to, um, that, whatever that is, that thing that lights you up. And 
you know, I, I think about that a lot. Like what lights you up? What makes you feel alive? What makes you like, I don't know, like forget about, yeah, like the worries, the money, the adulting stuff. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's like what can, what, yeah, what makes you feel like you're, you're living, you know? And, um, I think that's what really got me into it, um, in the first place. And now like that I'm, you know, doing it, um, as like a career choice, um, you know, there's other factors that comes to play, of course, you know, um, but I still, I, at the end of the day, it's like, it's, it's definitely like a, a big passion of mine. Like, uh, and then being able to, um, apply that feeling that I had and being able to work with someone else, like work with a client, um, like if I could help them feel something similar, like that, that's what makes me feel good at the end of the day. Like that makes that what makes my work meaningful to me, mm -hmm. like helping them realize their stories, helping them realize like, you know, their dreams, their goals, whatever that may be. So you work with a lot of local businesses, large and small, and I read on your website that you dig deep to learn about the story behind a brand, a business's goals, and their audience, so that you can translate those concepts into a visual piece that authentically represents the business. What does that process look like? Yeah, so... Um... You know, when we from the first initial inquiry, you know, um, from them, I, you know, I just quickly want to get to know, you know, just like the basics, like who they are and what their business is about. Um, you know, what do they sell? What, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you know, just kind of getting in a little bit deeper where it's like, okay, who's your audience? You know, like how how do you, how does your brand, how does your brand speak to them? Like, or how do you want your brand to speak to them? You know, and like, how can a mural of, or a visual piece, you know, like help that, you know, like what, um, like what, what's your vision, you know? Yeah. And those are some of the things I ask. And from there, you know, um, you know, we'd like talk about like, you know, like their background, like where they, you know, where they've come from and, you know, what inspired them to start a business. Um, and, and, and those questions are so like important because they just kind of forget about like the problem and they'll just start talking about like the the more like inspirational stuff like oh yeah you know I, my my dad taught me you know how to you know cook this one thing and ever since then like i want to continue you know making this food for everyone else and share it you know just something you know just something of that sort mm -hmm. um and you know this like kind of storytelling I guess it's kind of part journalistic in a way, if you could think about it, like you, you start like 
I don't know, forgetting about like the interview and start learning about the person and learning like reading in between the lines and and understanding kind of like like their their personality, you know, um, how they see their community, how they see themselves. And those things I pick up on, you know, and, and it's not just like what they say, but it's kind of like how they say it too. Mm-hmm. And that all informs the final piece. And, you know, sometimes like I ask like, oh, what are like the three main adjectives that would describe your your business? And then from there, you know, we start like going from, you know, the foundations into like the actual visual piece, you know, they'll start um, describing like what they want. And something that really helps me out, especially when, you know, you're talking to people that aren't like, you know, they don't really, um, like, it's hard to talk about visuals, you know, it's hard to describe visuals, and things can get lost. And so the easiest thing for me at that point is like, I'll like have them find their three top, like images that would describe what they're looking for. Um, so three things that they love that they want to see, like the style, you know, the direction that we want to go towards. And then um, sometimes I'll even have them find three images that they that they hate. So three things that they love, three things that they hate. Mm -hmm. And that helps me just kind of pinpoint like, all right, like, uh, you know, you obviously don't want this black and white thing, but you want, you know, something that's more colorful like this um or like okay it seems like you're you're trying to like convey something more playful or childlike um as opposed to something i don't know more serious you know so it just kind of helps me it's like detective work yeah you know just trying to pinpoint exactly what they want and so it's just like yeah i there's just a lot of moving parts and just trying to figure out like just taking like little bits of pieces from each thing um, from their information or from their story and like from the images and then coming up with like a mood board for them. And that's, that's been really very help, helpful for me um, for the process. Well, it sounds like you've had to become an effective interviewer over time. What, what kinds of things have you learned about people? Oh man, so many different things. Sometimes it's just like not so much specific things, but more like um I really enjoy the relationship I develop with my clients. It it's like a daily thing where, you know, I'll go in, I'll I'll paint, you know, I'll do my thing. And so and you know, I'll spend some time you know in the beginning or at the end or even in the middle of painting you know i'll just have a chat with them or even sometimes you know if it's like a restaurant or something like i'll eat some of their food with them you know and like really get to know them Mm -hmm. and i don't know just things i learn it's more like i just like meeting someone it's like my way of meeting a new person and it's just, I, I love like the way that people open up to me, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it could be about whatever it could be about their family or it could be about like, it's just us getting to know each other. Like, Oh, where are you from? Like, what, what are some of the things you're into, you know? And it really goes like, it connects back to like my interests. Like I love, I think I mentioned before, but I love, I love traveling and I love like meeting new people. I love meeting strangers like I just getting to know someone in five minutes and ten minutes or just learning something like like the time that you can spend just I don't know just connecting and I think that's just I don't know one of the most important parts of what I do it's like the connection I have with someone do you ever consider the public art or street art you do as transforming the look of Anchorage as a city? I think so. I, 
I, so the stuff that I paint is, um, I don't really paint <laughs> Alaskana. I know you say it. Alaskana. Alaskana. Yeah. Alaskana. Yeah. Um, not that it's bad or anything like that. Like I, you know, that's, it's def like, that is obviously like mountains and moose, like fireweed. Those are all very like important elements that or and identities that that like inform Alaska, you mm -hmm. know, and a in a state uh in a city, you know. Um and and what I'm trying to like bring in is stories that are like very specific, specific to the people that live here. So it doesn't really have to be about mountains or it doesn't have to be about moose. Like I, I like to present visuals that are just more um, like, yeah, I could have like some Alaskana, you know, inspiration, but I try to, for me, at least, like I try to kind of, kind of step away from that a little just to give another piece to the perspective or to the spectrum, you know? So like, I, I feel like I don't really see a lot of that around here. And so like, it'd be kind of cool to like, I don't know, mix something else in there, you know? Like there's this one piece I did for Catalyst Cannabis and I had like two portrait of these ladies. And there's this one, part where like their hand is holding out and um there's like some fireweed in there even though it's not the same color you know but it's it's mm -hmm. like the um the shape and everything and then you know there's some daisies in there so i definitely try to infuse like um very subtle alaskan themes in there but they're not like very literal if that makes sense you know mm -hmm. yeah you know, I asked that question because I think that when you put your art on the side of a beige building or next to one of the beige buildings in downtown Anchorage, it livens up that area. And it also conveys this message of community and culture. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I think um, I, I think it's important to like show different colors, you know, of our community. Like there's just so many you know, this place just draws so many different kinds of people, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I love that about uh, Alaska. I love how you draw like just so many different kinds of people. You got like, you know, the adventurers, the, the snowbirds, the, you know, the people just like kind of come up for one summer and then they end up staying here and like, or refugees or like, you know, and then, you know, you have people who are like, you know, definitely native, like they're from here. And it's just like a mixture of just so many different voices. And it's just, it'd be so cool to just continue learning about all of them and like seeing how like I could translate um, my art or translate their stories in, into my art. And how do you think a mural or a large public piece of art can transform an area? Um, man, so many things. Uh, you know, it's public art. It's just, it's immediate. You know, anyone, anyone can see it. Like, I mean, I guess depending on where it is, right? But yeah, <laughs> but it's pretty, it's it, for the most part, like, you know, it's, uh, it's accessible. And that's what I love about it. I think it transforms the space because it like it's like a reflection of that community I see. That's how I see it. Mm -hmm. Like it's a reflection. It's like, oh, okay, like, you know, it, you know, this person painted a portrait of someone that this neighborhood really admired, you know, and we don't even know who this person is, but they're there and they represent the neighborhood, you know, like for example. Um and then you're also bringing in, like, uh, I guess, yeah, depending on, like, who's organizing the project, you know, you're, you know, bringing in local people, you know, you're bringing in people from the community, you're also involving, you know, whatever business 
that they're, you know, whatever building they're painting it on, whatever business owns that building, you know, you're, you're involving them. Mm -hmm. And so, and it just looks really cool. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I've always enjoyed like, you know, whenever I go somewhere, I love to see like, you know, what kind of art is on the walls, you know, like it just kind of, I don't know it just kind of brightens up the space a little you know so yeah i don't know if that answers your question but <laughs> no i agree i think that when you're driving through a city and you see public art or murals it gives you a sense of the people and the place that live in that area and also conveys this idea that these ideas, these people are memorialized because they were a part of the community and the community also cared about them and or they care about this space. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even just like, I don't know, just like the, the feeling, the energy, like kind of going back to, you know, when I first painted that mural, but like, you know, you involve, you know, if it's like a, kind of like a community mural where you know you're involving kids and families to paint you know they it feels good to mm -hmm. be, be a part of like a larger project like something that they could like contribute to you know um and something that they could like most likely be there for a long time i don't want to say forever because you know things happen but <laughs> but you know you'll be there for a while and yeah. you know you you it's something you can like walk by or drive by and just be like, Oh yeah, I was a part of that. And yeah, I, I just think it's like, it just kind of uplifts some people too. Um, not to say that it solves everything, but you know, it, you know, it's, it's one portion of like something that, you know, we can all could, you know, if you're interested, like be a part of, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and also, even if you're not, like, painting, like, I think it's so cool just to, like, walk by and see artists in front of you, like, painting and doing their thing. Mm -hmm. I think that in itself is inspiring. Um, and, yeah, and I, I realize this now that, like, I I thought it was really cool, like, seeing, you know, muralists just doing their thing like I remember just coming across someone on a like a cherry picker and they were just spray painting this portrait of a girl they were like painting her their hair and I was just like sit, standing there just watching like for the longest time and there were other people mm -hmm. too you know and, and it's fun to see I mean you know just like make a little story you know like you know record it on your phone like you know share it like it's just I, I think like just seeing that can influence someone, you know, they could maybe influence someone to, you know, maybe I know it's pretty like far reaching, but <laughs> to achieve their dreams or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I think I, I definitely have so much respect for people like just really getting up and like taking the risk and doing the thing that they love, whether it be, starting a new business or cooking or writing I, and it but especially like in Alaska like you know I I feel like it's definitely not like what like New York you might see muralists everywhere or like LA but like here you know I, I feel like you don't really see it that often so just to see more people doing it I, I just think it'd be very inspirational for you know whoever is walking by I think it's just just see that more you know make it more of like a a thing Mm -hmm. a movement, I guess. I don't know. And you're working on a mural right now in the Anchorage Museum Sea Lab that focuses on food vendors. What can you tell me about that? Yeah, so right now I'm um I'm working on two walls in the interior uh portion of the Sea Lab. And um so they're both people from the community. And one of them is, um, I don't want to give it all away because I want, I want it to be a little bit of a surprise. 
<laughs> yeah. But, yeah, one of them works um, at a farmer's market, and she and her husband, they grow their own um, vegetables, and they cook foods from uh, that's traditional to um, Oaxacan culture. Um, it's in Mexico. And so I'm doing a portrait on, yeah, on, on one of them. And she, she's just kind of like, I know I'm, I'm infusing a lot of the vegetables and the plants that she grows like in, in her portrait to kind of represent her. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one of them. And then the other one is, um, a lady who owns a, a food truck, a Guatemalan food truck. And um, for this piece, I'm focusing on like, again, another thing that's very traditional to um, Guatemalan cooking. So yeah, those are the two portraits I'm working on. And I'm really excited to share it. And this project is like the first time that I'm working on a portrait of real people. <laughs> Not that, sorry, not, not that the people that I've painted weren't real, but, uh, these are people that are, that people are, com are familiar with in the community, mm -hmm. you know, they're, um, and so I'm really excited about doing that because that's just something that I want to continue doing. Like I want to continue making portraits and telling stories from real people in our community. Do you think food culture reveals anything about a place and its people? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. I, you know, one of my favorite things is like, you know, growing up, I would go to the Philippines to visit my family. My family's from there. Um, they immigrated to the U.S. about like 30 years ago. And growing up, you know, I, you'd go visit like, the rest of our family there. We have tons of family over there. And whenever I'd visit, like something that like stood out to me was like some person down the street would be like pushing in like a cart full of food and they would just be yelling it out, like whatever they're selling. Um, like for example, like there's this um, dessert called Tahoe. It's like, it's like a sweet, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like a custard. It's like made of, a, made of like so soya beans. And there's like this like syrupy liquid in there. And it just makes it really sweet. But it's almost like a custard kind of thing. But anyways, there's this guy that like sells it on the street. And he would just yell out, Taho! Taho! And it was just like the, uh, just like that audio, like memory, it, was, it just yeah. has stuck out to me. Um, like, it's just very loud. <laughs> and it makes me think like, oh yeah, like growing up Filipino, like my, my family's pretty loud. <laughs> like, I don't know that it really reveals it or anything, but I just love the way that people advertise like their foods, you know, on the street, like people just like yell it out mm -hmm. and it's just um like i don't know just kind of like uh very vibrant to me i feel full of energy just full of like life you know you go to a market and people are like blasting their radios or something and trying to top each other trying to like be louder than the other person or something <laughs> i don't know i think i i've always been kind of drawn to that you know well, I think it's another example of a manifestation of art and culture. For sure. Yeah. It's like audio, visuals, just colors everywhere, the smells, you know. And again, like going back to even, you know, talking about murals, it's accessible. It's right there. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, I love that part about it. You know, it's just like, it's so immediate, you know, I, I like the immediacy of it. I think you don't have to 
dress up or look a certain way to, you know, enjoy this food. I don't know. I'm just like thinking about like just the differences between like, I don't know, just like a restaurant and like street food or something. And you can, it's like a little slice of like a little bit of the, you know, the culture that you're in, you know? Well, and I think that it gets back to what we've been talking about, which is accessibility. We've been talking about street art. We've been talking about murals. And as you're driving around or walking around town, these things are extremely accessible. They're right there. And I think that that also translates to, you know, street food where you're walking around and it's convenient. It's accessible. For sure. Um, I think that goes to show like, I don't know, there's just so many ways you can, there's so many ways to travel, right? Like you can book a tour, you could like go to, you know, some popular destination, like a, like some huge church or like something like that, right? But like what's always there where you don't need to book a tour or anything like that, you could just, you can just walk into the street and it's right there, you know? For more information about the Anchorage Museum, visit anchoragemuseum.org. This podcast was written, hosted, and produced by me, Cody Liska, for the Anchorage Museum, with additional help from Julie Decker. Music was produced by Keezy Baby.